This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome back. This is Rita Reimer's host of 19 Cats and Counting with my special guest and co-host Linda Hall as we continue to discuss how COVID has affected all our lives, how it's affected our companion animals, especially the kitties that are so empathic and sensitive to our moods. Uh, First, let's take a little break and we'll come right back with 19 Cats and Counting. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com counting yes i only have 18 right now but that's the end counting part we're back for a second half hour with the awesome linda hall to continue talking about her new multi multi cat household and um some other considerations you might want to think about during this time of covid and how it's affecting the world really so linda now that you have six less pets than i do are you feeling more like a crazy cat lady Oh, without a doubt. I really thought that I understood multi-cat household. I mean, I had eight cats and a dog, and the dog's a little chihuahua, so I, it doesn't really count as a cat or a dog. It's, it's oh, kind she's of lady there. She's a cat, she's, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah, she really doesn't see any difference. But um, there was just a huge difference between eight and 11. Yeah, cats. That was just everything. Well, and came at once, and they were all full grown. Yes, yes. And and I had worries. My daughter had brought, my daughter likes my little chihuahua and she'll take her for walks and things. And she had taken her back to her apartment one day and um, her curtains are now in shreds because the cats had never seen, yes, they had never seen such a piece. They didn't know what that was. And they were freaked out. So I'm thinking, not only am I adding four more cats, which is tough on the chewy orders. It's tough on the little yeah. I mean, There was just a huge multitude of things to consider. But the dog and the, yeah, it was a lot. Well, how's the I, dog doing? Because she's, she's a scaredy dog anyway. How did she handle being overwhelmed by four more? She has learned really quickly who to bother and who not to bother. Like, <laughs> she can bother my cat Galway, and they'll go on the floor and wrestle. And I always laugh because I think, dog... That cat could eat you for dinner. If you know, I think you know, I think the dog thinks she's being her, her. No, sweetie. That cat could, <laughs> but you know, she's always really the only cat that'll play with Sadie like Aww. that. The rest of them all let her know that they aren't messing with her. So she would approach very carefully and start to sniff them. And if they hissed or something, she'd back off. Cause yeah, she's not one of those dogs that thinks she's bigger than she is. She knows she's a little all, bit. And- all little dogs have that syndrome. Remember, we learned that from Arden. 
Uh-huh, yeah. But she's learned with cats that she needs to, yeah, back off under certain circumstances. And and we would see finally some cat, you know, sniffing, going nose to nose, and we'd be, hallelujah, you know, what this has happened. So, yeah, that was one hurdle. That was the least of our hurdles, to be honest, of all the things I thought were going to be crazy. Um, figuring out the chewy order, how much food we're going through, you know, is it too much of this? I I'm was getting my chewy order. i trying to figure that out. Tell me about it. Yeah, I was getting a chewy order every three weeks. So I split it into two and they each come every four weeks. So every two weeks I get a delivery. So I get a little, little wet, a little hard, some litter, a little wet, a little hard, some litter. I'll trade you. No, no, I don't know. <laughs> You're not Chewy that far behind me now, us. though. With, with I'm sure. Ugh, Chewy must just love us. <laughs> I, I, I know that. The, delivery does, the delivery guy doesn't love me because he left my two orders ago. My driveway is, it goes up. It's a long driveway and it goes up. Well, he left the darn Chewy boxes by my mailbox, which is next to the street, right? Not only mine, but he put my neighbor's Chewy order there. So I called Chewy and told them, right? So Chewy reissues their order, son of a gun. Doesn't he not do it again? Right in front of So, you know, I'm almost 60 years old. I'm pretty fit for 60, but I called them up and I'm like, you can't leave it here. I can't carry that because, you know, I'm getting like 12 containers of litter and, you know, eight 24 cans of food and, you know, five big, huge bags of hard food. That's hard to carry. Yeah, I'm getting at least 60 pounds of litter every two weeks. I mean, yeah, I see the boxes out on the porch. I'm like, somebody pull those in. I, there's no way to be carrying them down the driveway. You know, right? and yeah, it, it's well, a lot. It's well, a lot. you get that heavy. You get Frisco's litter still. Yeah. I yeah. love that litter, but when I lived on a second story, again with FedEx, I'm sorry, FedEx, I'm picking on you, <laughs> but um, a FedEx driver there used to like to leave things at the bottom. Those are heavy, so I switched yes. to the lightweight which is still 15 pounds instead of 30. Yeah, yeah. I used Arm and Hammer, but Frisco's is good litter. I, I really, yeah. I liked it when yeah. I was using it. Yeah. And yeah. And all the cats seem to like it because I know I've experienced that problem. Um, my mother had that problem. I shared that before where she called me and was like, the cat's peeing on her bed. They had switched sure. litter types. And the cats sure, it like it. sure it again. So yeah, my mother called me from Florida and was like, you know, your dad's like threatening to kick the cat out, which he probably wouldn't have. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on how bad he was getting, but they stay in this trailer in the summer and, you know, it's not like they have, or in the winter, excuse me, in Florida. And it's not like they can just, you know, throw the stuff in the washing machine. And so, yeah, this cat was peeing on their bed who had never peed on their bed before. They've had, they've had jazzy years. I don't know. And uh, I said, you know, first thing I, first thing I said, as he been to the vet recently, it needs to be checked for UTI. But then I said, have you changed litters? As we had just talked about that, and she said, yeah, they had switched to a lighter weight litter, and I said, Jazzy doesn't like it. And they got Jazzy um, from an animal shelter, and he had already been declawed. And so I know, especially with declawed cats, that mutilation that can leave them with very sensitive paws, and yeah. I said, you know, he's not liking this. And Nikki's cat, Shadow was perching on the rim of, of her boxes when she was in the apartment and was just peeing and pooping just outside the box. And she's like, I don't know what she's doing. She's like perched like they're using scented litter. Oh, she like did that. not want to mm -hmm. scratch it or touch it and stir up that smell. That smell bothered her. We yep. switched to unscented litter problem solved. Yep. So yeah. So little things like that. Like, I use unscented also because yeah. Not only that, that they get it on their paws and they eat it when they're cleaning their paws. Not good. Yeah. Not good. I mean, I, it, it sounds nice to me to get the one that scented like Febreze. Maybe it'd cover up the scent of poo. But 
it. If it's not going to work with the cats, it's not going to work. I have found that the new Arm & Hammer, the uh, Absorb X, well, this one is scented, but it's not a bad scent. It's kind of like a clean scent, like it, like bacon oh. powder. Yeah. Um, but it's yep. these desert dry minerals that they use, and it really takes care of the poop odor, too. Unless somebody's got a real bad blowout. But, I mean, I no longer have to get up in the middle of the night when somebody poops in the litter box. Scoot yeah. it. Like I used to have. I can't sleep with this. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Arm & Hammer. I was using their Clump & Seal anyway. So then I tried the Absorbex, and now they have an Absorbex Clump & Seal combination. So I got awesome. that one this last time, and it's lightweight, too. But there yeah. is a way to change cat litters for anybody who's listening to that horror story. Because her mom and dad, they're in their 80s, right? Like yeah. my parents, yeah. from the 80s, yeah. and yeah. they want a lighter weight litter box to pick up. You start by combining. Like when I changed my cats to the lightweight, I mixed it with the regular weight, just kept mixing and then gradually decreased the other one until they got used to using this one. That way, you know, it's not such a big shock. And both the granules were this kind of the same consistency. And right. that's real important too. Like if, if you suddenly put in that chunky crystal litter, that wouldn't work with Jazzy because. It would kill her paws. Yeah. But if you're, if you're changing texture as well as brand, as well as weight, all of it, that's not going to go over so good. So yeah. I try to stay with yeah. it in the brand and mix the two until I can phase one. It's the same if you're changing food. You know, if you change their diet too much, too fast, they can get yes. diarrhea um, or they just might not like it. So um, I always say people, you know, if you're, if you're, especially if you're changing to like a weight management food, start by combining the two and then back off the other. Yes. There's ways to yes. trick them, but cats don't like change. And that's why COVID's been so hard on our companion animals, because especially like in this case, Linda's cats and dog had to get acclimated to a new human in the house, new things, as well as for new cats. And yes. um, Nikki's cats had to acclimate to moving to a new location and not having their daddy around. And that's been rough on them. Yeah. Are you okay to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Sebastian was taken to the hospital on July 25th and he was in until he passed on August 20th. So yeah, he just disappeared. And yeah, the cats don't know where daddy is. And Nikki, because he was so sick and we were basically on phone watch and she was beside herself rather than be alone, she started sleeping on my couch with me and we would just go over every couple of days and check on the cats or, you know, to refill their food and scoop and things. When we first started moving her in officially and we had the cats here, we noticed if we bring a tote over with like his, he had this book bag that he carried all the time, purses, his Deadpool book bag, and they were all over it, rubbing it and smelling it and laying on it. And, and, and yeah, it was heartbreaking. And they also sensed our grief because even my, my OGs, you know, I found Galway curled up with super, I, I don't remember who the third one was, but Galway snuggles with no one. And I'm like, what is happening here? Why are these three cats curled up together? This doesn't happen. They feel they each other's pain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were feeling their pain. The changes, I'm sure, made them a little insecure. Subra was so up my hind end for a while. Mm. She even started burrowing under the covers and laying. It was not typical behavior of her. And I think I've had her about nine years now, maybe. And she's never never and or she'd have to be touching me which was really adorable but got annoying after a while uh, yeah. she would just put one paw on my leg or one paw on my arm just just let me have some contact with you well, and yeah your pain too yes yes i think they felt our grief all the changes stuff coming in cats coming in i mean it was a lot but 
what were we going to do? I mean, Tiger's an old man. He's been with Nikki for, what, 12, 13 years. What are we going to do? He would yeah. not acclimate to another home. No. And I certainly wasn't going to let him be euthanized. No. And, you know, yeah. I want to implore people, if you have to take in a family member and they have pets, please make every effort possible to accept their pets. Because for one thing, you know, let's just stick with talking about your situation as an example. Nikki was already going through a lot of loss. She lost her husband. She lost her soulmate. She lost the future she thought she had, right? And she lost her home, having to move in with you guys. Don't make her lose her pets, too. Sometimes someone's pets, they're their only connection with continuity and reality and okay i have my pets here i'm okay not just that but as you've heard here with sebastian passing there's cats felt profound loss of sebastian even though they're still with nikki and they're with people they that love them so if you decide you know hey so and so you can move in with me but you know rex and fluffy have to go you're breaking that person's heart plus those cats and dogs too they might never recover from the separation and if they're older they'll go and if you find a shelter to take them they might not be safe they might be euthanized yeah. and i'm sure their behavior which i mean already her little girl harley is so pretty but harley is skittish harley will let you touch harley if harley wants you to and you know all of a sudden i, I told you one day we were watching tv there was a cat on my leg there's always a cat on my leg didn't think a thing of it we're getting ready to go to bed and i look down it's harley and i'm like Oh, wait, what just happened? I've seen Bigfoot. And so, and she let me pet her, but you know, it's on her terms. So she's not going to be the loving cat that everybody wants to adopt. Uh, Inky and Shadow are both black, which gives less. Uh, Shadow's a food hoarder who will steal food out of your mouth. She's getting better. We're working on it. And has digestion issues. I mean, none of them were really stellar choices for somebody looking for Yeah, you're like me. You guys adopt the underdogs. I know. Yes, yes, exactly. And and it, it, they were already, they were displaced from their home and everything they know. They lost their daddy. I'm supposed to make them lose their mommy too? No. Not to mention how Nikki feels. I mean, you know, like I said, Tiger's been with her her entire adult life. I, I don't even want, I'm coming to move in with you when Tiger finally passes one day because. I know, that's going to be ugly. Around her. She is going to lose her marbles. He it's going to been... be like Sadie's heart. My book. Yes. Yeah. I lost. Yeah. Well, now Sweetie Pie's my baby. When Sweetie Pie goes, you better just, you know, drug me up. Yeah. I'm on my way. Let's take a small break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you all about a heartbreaking story. We'll be right back after some messages from one of our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
And we're back on 19 Cats and Counting. Get your tissues ready because I want to tell you all a story. Of course, it's related to COVID and all the changes we're going through and what we're just talking about. Somebody who used to work for me at Just for Cats Pet Sitting, um, I won't say her name, contacted me. We're still, you know, she's my pet sitter too. Her daughter and son-in-law and little baby have to move in with my friend, B. We'll call her B. So B contacted me. They have four cats. I can't take on four more. She's got her own cats and dog. She's already raising a little boy. So now the whole family's coming to move in. What do I do with the cats, right? Well, we all thought they were safe. And it took me a while to really get all the details. Apparently three were outdoor cats. OJ was three. Choby was six months. Sad to say I already forgot. Oh, oh, Oliver. How could I forget? Because I have a cat named Oliver. Oliver was two. Then there was the indoor cat, Sophie, 13 years old. So B said to me, can you take one? I'll take one. I reached out to some of my wonderful rescue friends and got the name of this awesome rescue in New Jersey that's been around since 1938 that helps people in cases like this. Barb reached out to them. We're in the process, right? I said to Barb, which one do you want to keep? She's like, oh, I'll keep the 13-year-old. I said, great. I'll take the six-month-old because I think he'll acclimate to indoor life pretty well, Toby. And we're still looking for a place for the other two. We all we didn't know they were in danger, okay? I get an email from Barb like the next day. Are you sitting down? Apparently they went over to feed the cats. No cats. Outdoor cats are gone. Indoor cat is gone, which means somebody with a key had to go in. Apparently the landlord had been threatening to kill these cats. I didn't know this. Barb didn't know this. Oops, I keep saying her name. I'm sorry. And her daughter and son-in-law, I mean, they knew the landlord had said this. But it's like, you know, how many times do you hear somebody say, oh, I'm going to kill you? And it's not true. They didn't think it was a credible threat. Well, next door, the landlord's relatives live. There's a fresh mound of dirt. So apparently they went in, killed the three outdoor cats, killed the indoor cat, buried them in the backyard. Okay. So they call the sheriff. The sheriff goes over to investigate. Of course, they're lying. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. Cats just ran off. Forgetting that the indoor cat, somebody had to have specifically gone in and and gotten. The sheriff doesn't seem to care about that. It's animal abuse. It's a felony in many areas now. I don't know that South Carolina is one of them. Probably not. So I've written to Megan Fogarty here at WCCB Charlotte. Also, my friend Wilson, who airs Wilson's World. I've been on his show here, WCCB Charlotte, to try to get somebody to help us Get to the bottom of what really happened to these cats, although we pretty much know. I wanted to go dig in the backyard. My mom's holding me back. No, you can't do that because you'll get arrested for trespass. So we wanted the sheriff to do it. No, he says, up, they can't do it without a warrant. Nobody cares about these cats. Had I known they were in danger, I would have said, come on, I'll put them in my back room. I can't keep them all. Barb, too. I've said her name a million times. She said, you know, had she known, she would have, you know, taken them all in temporarily. So the moral of the story is, please, don't make your family or friends choose between having a roof over their head and having to give up their cats to a fate like this. Yeah. And so many people have this misconception that cats are wild animals because, you know, no, a a cat that lives in your home and is a house cat is not a feral cat. And even feral cats have shorter life expectancies. There's too many poisons, things out there that your car can drip. You can get hit by a car and there are mean people. There are. And, you know, in the case of Nikki, you know, like I said, tiger, has been with her basically her entire adult life. She's never lived outside of my home without him. How could I take him away? Shadow is her baby girl. That is her daughter. And there's, you're not going to tell her otherwise. That is her daughter. I'm supposed to take her daughter away. You know, what would you do if you were in trouble? Uh, you no. know, 
I know. abusive relationship and you call your mom and say, I need to come. And she says, okay, you can come, but not your kids. You know, that, this is what it was. And then as Rita knows, uh, Inky escaped, got out. We didn't oh, realize yeah. our back door wasn't latching oh, and got out on the mud porch. And when my husband opened the door, out he went. And Inky was Sebastian's cat, who is now gone. And so she was as torn up as you would expect her to be because this thing is the cat okay. And of course that night it snowed. Of course. So- because Murphy's Law, and it's 2020. Of course, exactly. Yeah, it hadn't snowed up until then. And yeah, we got this nice layer. <sighs> and and it was that Sebastian's cat. That right. Sebastian's cat. I've already lost Sebastian. Now I'm losing pieces. And I've lost the home we lived in. And I've lost, you know, and now I'm supposed to lose his child. You know, granted, the cat is not going to live to old age with her. But let's give her some time to pull herself together and learn to live with her grief and her loss before we take away her babies and Sebastian's And, and not in that way. Well, thank heavens Nikki got her back. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, I guess I should have told that part of the story. Aki has this thing he does, which is hysterical, except that I'm probably going to die at his because of him someday because he'll just walk out in front of you and then he'll just drop do this dead drop on the floor and lay on his back and put his paws up and just look at you like, aren't I cute? I'm so cute. You should love me. Yes. I'll kill you by making you fun fun. me. Yeah. It's real fun when you're headed somewhere and all of a sudden, boom, right in front of you and put on the brakes. But yeah, we tried to catch him for two days, no go. And then she was trying to get him and all of a sudden he just dropped on his back and went, hi, I'm so cute. You should love me. Uh, I'm, First, I was grateful we got him back in the house, and then I threatened right. to kill him. But, you know, that's <laughs> for what he put us through. <laughs> We've all lost so much in 2020. Please don't make people choose. Don't make them give up their animals if you can help it. They'd rather be with their person and be a little overcrowded for a temporary period than end up in a rescue or shelter if you can find someone who will take them because they're at capacity now. And, you know, I, I would have taken in those four temporarily, but, you know. And I'm not saying Barb did a bad thing. You know, she didn't no, know she, and she would do it different had she known. Yeah. Yeah. But who knew? I mean, I, I remember when you you and I were discussing it and you were like, would someone actually, oh, there's sweetie pie. Oh, look at that little girl. Uh, yeah. You were like, I can't believe somebody would do this. Yeah. There are a lot of people would do that. I know. They look at them as pests like we think of mice. You know, if a mouse gets in your house, you trap it, you kill it. You don't really, I mean, I don't want to touch it and see it because then I will feel bad. But, you know it's a pest and it's going to, you know, be dirty and leave droppings. And that's the way a lot of people consider cats. You know, it's going to walk on my car and leave scratches. It's going to dig up my flower box. It's well, a just pest. So sad. They're nothing like rats or mice. No. And, and for some people, rats and mice are pets and there are domesticated that's rats and mice. Too. When I was a kid, I had pet mice. I, I wouldn't do it now. Of course there would be a snack here, but I, but I certainly, <laughs> if somebody was moving in with, and they had a pet rat or a pet mouse or something, I wouldn't make them give it away. Because that yeah. little life means something to them. Yes. yes. And sometimes and that's in this period, the only thread of continuity they have. Are you having some cat arguments? Uh, someone just meowed and I was looking to see who was here. There's a black cat in the window. I don't know which of the three it is. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always. That's what I told you too. Remember I told you when I started, when I got my first cat, I was so excited. But you know, cats aren't, I had been raised with dogs. So I'm used to, <laughs> you know, this little thing right. that's going to be on you and jump on your lap. And I'm like, where's the cat? The cat's off hiding. The cat's sleeping. The cat's wherever. So we got a second cat and then we got a third cat. And I, you know, and now that is not a problem I have. There are cats everywhere. <laughs> I, know the feeling. I know. 
I really don't want to fill spots 19 and 20 again, but I will if, if someone comes along that absolutely needs it. A senior cat, uh, a cat with an injury, a, a cat that somebody thinks is ugly that nobody will adopt, you know, some of these little cleft lip cats that need yeah. surgery. Yeah, that's what those spots are for. But right now, you know, we have perfect harmony here and I don't want to upset the apple cart. We took in Maxwell and he fit in beautifully, but, you know, he was only with us for two months till he passed away. Oh, who's on the bed? Who's on the bed? Who are you? Oh, that's Baca. <laughs> uh, well, that's the original black cat. That yes, your- that's the original black cat. Who Baca has always been a bit of a brat. Um, she is a one person cat. It used to be my daughter, Lizzie. Lizzie went to college and Baca decided to adopt my husband, but yeah, you don't see her snuggling other cats or loving on other cats. But since the integration, she's become a bully. She's chasing people and making noise. And I have been amazed. Like I said, I, I knew I'd have problems with the integration. I was worried about Nikki's four cats, but I thought I know my cats. I know exactly how they're going to act. This fooled you. <laughs> Just when you think you know, you don't. And mine too, right after Pinky died, which was about two weeks before Maxwell passed. I think I told you all of a sudden my Rosie, my shy Rosie, she's been upstairs, which is weird because Pinky wasn't even an upstairs cat. But Rosie's been spending time upstairs and running around and chasing uh, after Simba and playing. And I'm like, I don't get it because those two didn't really have much interaction with one another. Why her being gone made this miraculous change in Rosie, I don't know. But you just never know what's going to make their personality change for the worse or the better. Yes. Yeah. Well, also, also till I moved here, she was living in my office at the at the apartment. Remember, she wouldn't leave the mm-hmm. office. And, yes. and here at the house, she's all over downstairs. Now, yeah. Yeah. you just don't know. You don't know your cats. You think you know exactly. until something changes in your household. And then. Exactly. Well, even this little brat, she was very jealous of Maxwell, sweetie she's pie. Such a cutie. Well, that's because she's your baby and she knows it. She's yeah. your child. Do we she need to take a commercial break? Oh, uh, we already took one, but we've got uh, about five, five minutes left. <laughs> this, this is also, and speaking of COVID, COVID brain is a real thing. I seriously don't remember us taking a break. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's now, talk I, a minute I, to the anti-maskers out there, Linda. Linda, you just made this awesome recording. I've shared it on my personal wall. We've only got about three, four minutes left yeah. or so, but let's talk about yeah. what is so heartbreaking right now going on. Well, here's the thing. Masks are horrible. I get it, 100%. No matter what I do, they've got pet hair on them. I seriously don't understand how they, that has happened. I don't take either, it directly out of the wash, put it in a baggie, they've got pet hair. And, uh, and I had to wear one for probably about an hour and a half at the doctor's the other day. And I mean the heat and the humidity. And I I just kept wanting to just pull it and just air out a little bit. I get it, yes. I get it, I get it. Always fogs up my glasses. I've heard every tip doesn't help. Okay, established, hate them. However, here are the facts. Big droplets, small droplets. Speaking right now, I'm spitting, okay? I don't see it. Sometimes you do. Everybody's had that moment where you're like, oh, crap, I just spit. But oh, yeah, I've done that. things are coming out. And then there's the cough and the, you know, if you're singing, if you're loud, if you're yelling, it's even more and it's projectile. You don't see it. It happens. If you do not wear that mask, your droplets are shared. Now, if someone else isn't wearing a mask, you can get sick. Was the case with my husband, you know, I Cameron was very, very sick, like a really, 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 really bad flu on steroids, I call it, for a couple of weeks. 
I was sick at home for over a week before I went to the hospital. I had pneumonia in both lungs, was hospitalized for four days, sick as a dog. And, you know, I was super careful. I just, you know, it's like, oh, where did I know. We get this? I know. Where did we get this? Yes. Nikki had a, a pneumonia in one lung. She could function, but she was very sick. And then, of course, Sebastian, who went to the hospital and it just attacked everything in his body. Went um, to the hospital. They sent him home, wouldn't admit yes. him. And yeah, then he collapsed at home, went to the hospital, never came back. Yep. And, you know, so my husband, the health department wanted my husband to get tested because he was living in COVID central. Like, right. We were a scary place to be, to stay away from my house. And he felt fine. He, there's nothing wrong with me. Positive. He had COVID. And in the end, he really didn't get much more of a cold. He had some fatigue with it, but it just really wasn't that big of a deal. He'd have never guessed he had COVID. So if he was an anti-masker, he's walking around, sure, he's not sick. And, you know, it's a couple days before things kick in. So even if you do feel sick, you've been out spreading it for a couple of days. That's right. So you're giving it to someone who gives it to someone. And, you know, there's a lot of talk. I hear a lot about the, you know, it's the underlying condition. I have a mess which probably made it harder for me to fight. But COVID is what did the damage to my body. My son-in-law had diabetes and was overweight, which probably made it harder for him to fight. And maybe had he not had those underlying conditions, he would have lived. However, he did not die from diabetes. His blood sugars were under control. His kidneys went, his liver went, his heart was being attacked. Everything was being attacked, mm -hmm. except his insulin levels were great. That's not what got him. And if I were to, if, if we could assemble the United States in one, put them, everybody on a Zoom call and say, okay, I want everybody to drop out of this Zoom call who is 65 or older. They're gone. Any kind of autoimmune disease, arthritis, drop out. Yeah. Any who has cancer, drop out. Anybody who smoked in their lifetime, 10 years when they were younger, drop out. I guarantee you there's like five people left on this call, right? <laughs> Everybody's Probably. got something. something. And so, yeah, we all have underlying conditions. And I have weight. So I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's always something. And you can't imagine, even if it's a young person who gets better. I talked to a mom, sent her kid off for college, gets that call. Now, I think her kid is going to recover 100%. He's a young kid. He's an athlete. He's tough. But the mother is scared to death because there are children who die from it who don't have underlying conditions. There yeah. are. So there she is scared to death. About him. Yes. He's not home. She can't take care of him. It's not worth the trauma she went through, even if he'd had a light case and got completely better. The trauma and the fear, it's not worth that. My daughter's a widow because somebody didn't wear a mask around Sebastian. He wore his. But... And I hear a lot of, if you're wearing your mask, what are you worried about? Protect yourself. Worry about yourself. My no. mask keeps my droplets from going on you. It does not protect me from yours. If, yeah, if that I, guy that the experiment with the Petri dishes. Yes, yes. I was like, whoa, everybody, yes. even when COVID's under control, wear your mask because I don't want those germs. Yeah, they did it talking, singing, standing different places apart, whatever. And then they curated the Petri dishes and they found out that, yeah. Yeah, it's not even wearing the mask. If he was standing three or four feet from the Petri dish, it got it and it grew. So, you know, it's, you have to, have to, have to have everybody wearing masks and everybody six feet apart. Somebody said to me today, if you're so <laughs> petrified, why don't you stay home? Well, I am, but my husband still has to go to work and I'm worried about your, him. Your son home. goes to work. Yeah, exactly. My Yeah, my son works at McDonald's. So I'm worried about that coming home. And honestly, why should I have to stay home? Why should I have to pay more to get groceries delivered? 
go without seeing my grandsons. You know, my grandsons are delicious yep. and yep. I miss them more than life. It's and I need to squeeze them so badly. And I have not touched or seen them in over well, six months. And your parents, you only saw them what twice when they were home. Yeah. Yeah, they come home for six months and they hardly saw me at all. And, and they got a total of two hugs the entire time. I just couldn't take it anymore. And I'd been quarantined for 14 days. But the thought of killing my parents, you know, but why should I have to give all that up? Because you're uncomfortable wearing a mask. That's stupid. Right. That's and worry so about going selfish. to the doctor. She had to do. Yes. You're scared yes. to death. I yes, guess. scared to death. Living I in fear. You could see this. Booboo was <laughs> kissing sweet pie. Oh, well, speaking of... Speaking of someone who had an unconfirmed mild case of COVID, but I've lost everything this year because of COVID. I've lost my business, lost my income, my freedom, my ability to have a social life. I don't even hardly see my parents. A lot of things we were going to do with readarimers.com, we haven't been able to do. I'm honest telling everybody I have to file bankruptcy. I gave up my Mercedes, both of them. Ooh, boo-hoo. I know. But, you know, I'm lucky I was able to do that. I'm lucky I have enough money to get me through the next few months because my unemployment's almost gone. But speaking of someone who's lost so much, I still think the country opened way too soon. I know people are worried about they've lost their livelihood and their ability to take care of themselves. Well, the government should be stepping in, and they're not. They are in other countries. But even though I've lost everything, I haven't lost my life. I'm very lucky there. I would give it all up to ensure our country and our people were safe and nobody else died from COVID. I wear a mask whenever I do go out. And of course, I take note of those people who don't. And it's become such a partisan issue, Republican versus Democrat. I'm independent. I'm neither one. It should not be a political issue at all. It's an issue of life and death. And do you want to be responsible for killing somebody's grandmother, somebody's husband, somebody's brother, sister? Nikki and Sebastian were still technically newlyweds. They had only two, two years. And a half years. Two and a half. Two and a half. It'll be, it would have, their third anniversary will be in March yep. 24th. Yeah. So and why, why do you have the right to take that away from somebody because you don't want to wear a mask? Why? It's just not right, people. Think about it. Yeah. Just think about it. Well, I would like to throw out, people are getting very upset about these mandates now. In Ohio now, we've gone to um, a curfew. You can't be out after 10 or before 5 unless you're essential. I know Michigan's doing some lockdowns. My son's high school is going to all uh, virtual now. And people are really upset and saying, you know, you're putting all these lockdowns, you're hurting the businesses. Well, let me tell you something. It's not the government doing it. It's the anti-maskers. You're not wearing a mask is continuing to add to the problem, continuing to add to the numbers. And when the numbers get so high, we get put in time out and get locked down. Absolutely. If you want these businesses to open up, put your mask on. As somebody who lost a business that was doing 650K in sales, I'm happy to lose the business to keep people safe. I just am. Lives are much more important. I can start a new business, and, and we are doing that. You know, We're going in a different direction with readerarmors.com and with the radio show and concentrating on be, you know behavior. And you know, I can help people with cat behavior through Skype and not have to go into their homes. Jackson Galaxy's back to doing that. Well, he charges $1,250 for a Skype session. I don't charge that. Yeah. $9 a month, $9.95 a month. You have unlimited access to me. If you want to set up a Skype call, you know, we'll add that option. But I'm not going to charge you $1,250. And you don't have to leave your home. And I don't have to, we don't have to expose each other. But please, please keep your cats, keep your cats safe, yeah. keep your cats inside. Combined households, try to keep the pets as much as you can. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear, wear your mask. You know, we're we're not aware of our neighbors like we used to be in the in the olden days. And uh, if you know that you've got a neighbor that it may be sick and they've got animals, you know, 
I had other people, camera was fortunately over it and Brian didn't get it very bad, to feed the cats and scoop the litter boxes. No matter how bad I wanted to do it, that I could have done that. And so, you know, if you've got somebody, I, I worried about you as sick as you were. I don't know how you managed to take care of your cats. It was so, very you know, difficult. To, ugh, this is a time to come together, be there for each other, you know, drop a meal off, leave it. We had wonderful people dropping meals off for us. They just left it on the porch and ran like, you know, with this proper COVID protocol these days. We don't want to yeah. get anybody sick. You had, a, so. you had a really good community wrap its arms around you after Sebastian passed. It was amazing. It was just, yeah. There's yeah. Be people out there, but uh, we're all scared. We can't really interact like we would in the olden days. There's no more hugs. There's no more. I don't even think handshakes are going to come back into yeah. an acceptable yeah. form of communication, yeah. and, you know, like it used to be. I, I don't want to shake anyone's me. hands. Oh, exactly. I'm a touchy person. I want to hug everybody. I don't care if My mom didn't want even want to hug me when I was over the other day because she's like, oh, COVID. I'm like, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. It's awful. It is. It is. Yeah. I just, I ask everybody wear their mask, obey social distancing. We can do this together and then be there for your neighbors in your community. Someone posted on one of the community pages on Facebook today and said, what do y'all need? And somebody said, you know, my son's birthday and I don't have a present for him. Somebody said, I don't have a turkey or a ham or anything for Thanksgiving. And somebody said, I'll drop it off. Somebody just said food. I need food. So I'm cleaning up my cupboards and gonna <laughs> put a box together. But, you I know, know I worry about these people who can't, you know, they can't do Christmas this year for their kids. You know, I don't have a lot of extra money, but I'm more fortunate than some. I'd like to find some family where I can, you know, give them a turkey or give them a couple little Christmas gifts that maybe cost me a hundred bucks. I can't do a lot because I'm filing bankruptcy and my lawyer said you can't give out. I said, I can't even give Christmas gifts. He said, well, if they're, if they're modest, of course, but, um. I don't know what's going to happen after the first of the year. Nobody can afford to join our clubhouse right now, even though it's less than the cost of a pizza. Nobody can afford to buy Sadie's Heart, even though it's also less than a cost of a pizza. We want to start our, I know we're going over. We could probably do another half hour, but I'll cut it off in a minute. We want to start our nonprofit again, doing outreach to people who can't afford spay neuter, can't afford food right now. But of course, um, I have to wait till after the bankruptcy is done. And then we have to scrape together the money again to try to become a 501c3 because somebody ripped us off last time and took our money. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't get our 501c3 done. We used the extra money that we had for some yeah. spay neuters and food and outreach and then it was gone. So there's some things we're looking forward to in 2021, but it's never going to make up for everything that's been lost this year. And I don't want people to lose more. Lose your lives, exactly. lose your pets, lose your, you know, yeah. put your mask on. Let this be the end of it when yes, the yes. Uh, vaccinations come out. I'll be one of the first in line once once we can take it. You know, of course, the medical professionals will be the first people who who get it, you know, first responders and all that. And of course they should. They're exposed to it way, way more. And so many have lost their lives. Yeah. Every medical person we came in contact with, Sebastian's care, there are no words. They've been amazing. And I just looking at these people, you know, Nikki and I were allowed to go in the day that he passed. Going into the COVID unit is a very freaky experience, let me tell you. How many people got to do that? You're lucky. Oh, yes. Nikki's on a COVID group. And she said so far, she's the only one who was there when her when her loved one passed. But going in there and just the feeling, the overwhelming heaviness of just being in the COVID unit and then looking at these doctors and nurses and thinking, you're coming in here every day on purpose. <laughs> you know? Tell them how 
how much PPE they go through. Oh, it's incredible. When I was in, I, I watched the girl. So there was a, a room because I'm in isolation. So there's a room in between the hallway. She'd go in there. She'd shut the door. She'd stick her lips in the door and say, Linda, I'm coming in. Is there anything you need? Because she can't go in and out. and She can't bring things out, you know. So now, whatever. So then they would double gown, double glove. She'd do what she had to do. And, of course, the mask and the shield. And some of them had this weird headgear on that looked like they were astronauts. I'm not sure what that was. And, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then when they go to leave, they'd take off the first gown and the first set of gloves and throw them away there. And then wash and sanitize their hands with the second pair of gloves on so that they can touch that doorknob and leave. And then finish the disrobing in the wow. second room. Yes, every time they came in the room, I tried not to ask for anything. But every time they came in the room, they were using up two gowns, two pairs of gloves. You know, it's crazy. And think and about times how many patients, times how many times a day they have to go into the rooms, times how many people need to go into the room. Yes. That's a yes. lot of PPE. Yes. Uh, Sebastian had his own dedicated nurse each shift who would be on for 12 hours. So 12 hours, Sebastian is her only patient. Gosh, they were wonderful to them. But so, yeah, how many nurses is that for how many patients going in? You know, we probably saw 10 or 15 in these rooms because the glass doors and we could see through. And, you know, and every time they go in and out, yeah, that's what they have to do. So, yeah, it's a lot. And we can slow this down that what we're doing, what the anti-maskers are doing to each other is bad enough. But what they're doing, the strain they're putting on the healthcare, care, they don't have the choice to just stay home. No, they there's have. a lot of hospitals that are saying they're full. They can't even take any more yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So please yep. think about what you're doing. Wear your mask. Let's end this thing. Hey. Get in line for the vaccine when it's uh, available. Yeah. And I'm going to try to talk Linda into starting her own radio show. I don't know where we'll put it. It doesn't belong on Pet Life Radio, but we'll find a place. But every now and then we'll do something here about it because it does affect our pets too. Thanks, Linda, for sharing with us. And again, thank you, Mark Winter, for always being the awesome producer that you are. And we'll be back next week with a happier topic. I'm sure we've got some special guests in the works, but we're not going to tell you. It'll be a surprise. (laughs) Remember, everyone, every day is Catter Day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.